Hey, let's go answer the bell, huh? If we just know what we're doing, work at it, and concentrate and do it. Let's go, fellas! What is up? Welcome into another episode of the Patriots Podcast. I'm Sean here with Ryan and JJ. Hello. What's up? Gentlemen, we've come to the end of the preseason. And today, as we record this, Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, Patriots have dropped to 53 men, as did the rest of the league. Uh, so a couple surprises, nothing huge to write home about. But basically, the, the way it plays out, they got to get down to 53 men. And then there's a 24-hour period or 18-hour period, something like that, where people other teams can place waiver claims and if you are awarded a player by the waiver claim then you have to make a corresponding roster move so this might not even be it depending on who they got their eyes on that has gotten cut elsewhere in the league but right off the bat jj you've been taking this in a little bit who's who's your number one surprise that either made the team or missed the cut we're talking about patriots only patriots patriots Um, patriots only um well you know i am surprised people like kevin harris i thought would make the team but there's probably a move coming with ty montgomery and come you know probably tomorrow to move him to short-term ir or something because it seems like it'd be right he's going to be out for a little bit um same with you know taekwon thornton so that might be another move we make sending him to short-term ir get another guy in here you know little jordan humphrey i thought might make it just because their receiver room's a little light with four guys and they only have two tight ends on the team so it seems like we are low on pass catchers. I like what we have there. I think there's enough talent for sure. You know, not a lot of depth at all. One of your tight ends goes down or whatever. So there's, I think there's going to be a move or two with that. I was really happy to see James Ferentz out. Ferentz out on every projection I read. People were like, oh, James Ferentz, James Ferentz. Because he's been here before, he's going to keep going. Dude was terrible all preseason, unfortunately. You're supposed to have versatility along the line. Hasn't really shown anything. So he was out. That was nice. Uh, bummed to see LeBrian Ray out and also Tavai in. Jelani Tavai came from Detroit. So Matt Patricia clearly loves him and is the reason he's sticking around. He looks, I mean, all preseason he looked lost and he played a lot. And it's like to look lost the whole time and on defense in the middle of the defense and not really know, you know, what's going on or making any plays. And then you make the team over someone as Ryan. Is, we're going to get to is very disappointed. Cam McGrone, who's just a second-year player. It's like maybe McGrone goes to the practice squad, but, like, that dude should have made it, right? Yeah. I think any time you spend draft capital on someone and that guy gets cut within, you know, in Kevin Harris's spot first year, and, I mean, there was other guys you could have taken there. Um, I think that's a loss. Anytime you draft someone and, and spend that capital and they don't make the team, that's, that's not good. Cameron McGrone is mine is my kind of i don't know if i'm dis i don't know if i'm um surprised by it but it's it's disappointing because i had yeah. you know i've been singing his praises I, I like the way he moves in space i think he can do some things but also you have all these safeties making the roster that can probably fill that role uh, right i was a little bit surprised based on just the way he played that terrence mitchell got cut and and i picked him to get cut early on but I thought he played pretty well in, in preseason. Come uh, around on that one. Yeah, another one. Trey Nixon's a little bit surprising. I thought he did enough to make the team. And Aussie, Aussie, you're going into you're going into the season now, only carrying what two real tight ends. Yeah. Uh, that's not. He was a great. third round pick. Yeah. So like... John, yeah, it's not like John Smith and Hunter Henry have a great track record of durability. Um, 
And all the offensive linemen, I mean, you could use all of the linemen you got. I mean, you still don't have a really good – Isaiah Wynn looks terrible to me right now. Um, these stretch plays they're trying to run in preseason have been just disastrous as far as this new scheme. Um, you're trying to get guys out in space, and these linemen out in space zone blocking, and it hasn't looked good so far. So, you know, you're cutting some young guys, and Andrew Sherman, another draft pick. Is Will Sherman. Will Sherman. Uh, Will Sherman. Another one. Another well, six-round pick, I believe. He got cut. But on the plus side, I do like that uh, – Who's that defensive lineman we took in the seventh round? Made the team. Sam Roberts. Sam Roberts. Sam Roberts. That's yeah. He's a good player. He looks interesting. You know, um, Wilkerson's going to be on some kind of IR, I would imagine. Right? Concussion protocol. So he's technically on the roster. I think he got placed on IR. Yeah. Over, so... which means he's done for the year. Yep. Oh. Okay. Exactly. Henry, he didn't make. I'll tell you who surprised me the most that got cut. I think is Justin Bethel just because of the way they carry yeah. teamers. I thought for sure he would uh, he would make the team and they would cut somebody like Sean Wade or Miles Bryant, but they showed out. I thought in preseason, so I'm glad I'm glad we're going younger and um, you know not just special teams. Those guys can play defense too. Yeah, that was that was my biggest surprise as well. Because we th- those two gunners are deadly, Justin Bethel and Matthew Slater out there, and they they I mean maybe they look at Justin Bethel and they go oh he's thirty two he's probably over the hill. Meanwhile Matthew Slater's out there thirty six, obviously different position with his captaincy and his standing in the community. But uh, that was my biggest surprise. They end up keeping Brandon Schooler, Brendan School, uh, yeah, a younger player potentially could fill that role. I actually had Cody Davis off of my projection. He makes he continues to make the team. That dude quietly is racking up season after season with the Patriots. Uh, I mean, you can go right down the line. I thought it was surprising that Hoyer made the team right off the bat. I thought they were going to do something like they did either last year or the year before, where they cut him and then brought him back like two days later. Maybe that was last year. Um, but he, he makes it straight away. Little Jordan, well, JJ, you alluded to it. I think a, a lot of the decisions around cutting people are going to be, okay, who can we get on the practice squad or who can we turn around with a quick IR and open up that roster spot? So maybe little yeah. Jordan lands back here when, uh, when Tyquan Thornton goes on to the short-term IR. Yeah. That's potential. Asi Asi was surprising that they'd only carry two guys. And he was like the first person to cut. Yeah. Which is interesting because the timing of things is like they knew they didn't want him, and usually they do earlier cuts to people that they want to let get on the phone and sign some, right? Yeah, and the fact that you know it's only what is it his second year in the league, coming up on third. his third year in the league, third round pick out of UCLA, who was really highly touted just from a, not a production basis but a talent like physical talent. So he'll probably wind up elsewhere where you have guys like. Um, on the offensive line, they decide to keep Chase and Hines, who was a six-round pick out of LSU, over Cody Russi, who was getting a lot of looks, particularly at center. But Russi's out of like Louisiana Tech, so you're not worried about him running away somewhere. Where Chase and Hines coming out of LSU, maybe he gets picked up on the waiver wire, so you want to hang on to him. So it's like decisions like that that might be like, oh, we have a better chance of keeping this guy in the building because he's less uh, highly looked upon by the rest of the league. Yeah. But, Do you- do you feel like it weighs more on just a, a bad roster move when you actually cut a draft pick, someone that you invested capital in? Like, Ossie Ossie and Dalton, Dalton Keene and Ossie Ossie to me are, I mean, you basically got nothing out of them for, what, three years. 
and now they're not on the roster. I think it's like it's, that whole draft was a bomb. Look, just tear down. They've they've had a bunch of flops. Yeah, I mean, from from my perspective, if you made a draft mistake on some of those guys, get them out of the building. You don't just hang on to them just to save face. So right. It helps to be in a position like Bill is with the security in his job that, that he's able to do that without like looking bad. Where there are, there are guys like the Vikings just cut Kellen Mond, who was drafted in the third round, the top of the third round. His pick was in the 60s. This he was year? Sele- no, last year. But he only spent one, one season with the what Vikings. What position was he? Quarterback. Quarterback, Quarterback out right. of Texas A&M. Well, you look at, I mean, even the Raiders with Leatherwood. Dude, Is that's that- the best. Wasn't well, he like... Well, the really thing up there, the thing he was a first round pick. He should have been a second round pick, but still, high, a lot of talent coming out of Alabama. But the thing is, with both of those situations, new general manager, so right. they can go. That's somebody else's fuck up. We can move on from him. Where anybody that's in like Bill's position, some of these guys that Mickey Loomis, these guys that have been there for a long time, sometimes they would just want to wear it. Where yeah. they're going to yeah. keep those guys in. I mean, for me, Leatherwood is a former Outland Trophy winner in college. I mean, why not try bring to- him in? Why not try to kick him inside as like a power pull guard or, or something like that, you know? And something. And, and try to, because you still have to pay him. He's a first round pick. I mean, he's still going to cost you money. Yeah. There's there's guarantees there. It's crazy to me that you would move on that quickly. I know McDaniel's and Ziegler, they're not in, into development. If you if you can play, you can play. If you can't, then we're not going to take our time. You're out. Yeah. That's what it feels like. Yeah, well, it feels like it'd be a hard move for him to come to New England after just getting cut by two guys who were in New England last year, Josh McDaniels and Ziegler. Still, it just doesn't make I mean, a lot of sense. No, you're right, but he was the he was Max tackle. That's true. That's definitely you know, true. Yeah, they played together. So you know, um, I think our defense. I kind of like how our defense is looking. Overall, I'm, I like the moves they made. I like that we went heavy at corner and even, you know, kept uh, someone like Peppers as a big safety, like you are saying, Ryan. Maybe that's why McGrone is gone because Bledsoe and uh, Peppers are still around and they probably had to make that choice. Those guys seem like much more polished players at this point. Hopefully, McGrone makes the practice squad. He's from Michigan guy, so maybe he gets swiped up. I'd like to keep him around. I'm, I'm happy we kept Jennings, Uche, and Demarcus Mitchell Marcus Mitchell, I think, made some plays. Um, uh, you know, he's definitely noticeable, similar to Sam Roberts. So I think up front, you know, defensively, with the talent we had in the building, it's as good as they could have been offense. I don't yeah. think they really fucked up too bad. You know, McGrone, we're mad about LeBron Ray, but those are bubble guys either way. They wouldn't have seen a lot of time. Uh, I'm with you guys. I mean, I feel like we're light on receiver positions and running backs and stuff like that, but as we alluded to, I think those guys are coming back. I think I could see Kevin Harris coming back, and I could see, you know, um, what's his name, Lil Jordan come back, or maybe a Trey Nixon or something like that. I'd probably vote for Lil Jordan. But it's all of the offense. The offensive line is the whole game. Right now, the team looks like shit. It looked like shit in the preseason game. Mac is in that situation where he does not trust what he's seeing in front of him. Whether it's happening or not, it's already in his head that his offensive line sucks, which has yeah. happened to Brady. You know, we saw that over the years with Brady. I know a lot of people forget, but even when Scar was on the team, and it takes time, I'm just worried that we don't have the people to fix it. Because, like, you know, they're doing a whole new scheme, which I don't really understand why we're changing the blocking up front. We sign these guys who are good in a blocking scheme. We trade Shaq Mason, who's arguably our most athletic 
lineman who would probably best fitted for this fucking offensive line move. So they ship him off. It's like, oh, that makes sense. You know, I don't understand that move at all. Yeah. And then, you know, now we have this thing where it's not really work, And it's in Max's head. Brady, it happened to Brady before, but it was Brady. So he knew he would get out of it. This is a second-year quarterback where... You know, he doesn't know like Brady, just chuck the ball at the ground and look at the fucking coach. Because that's what Brady would do. He would chuck the ball <laughs> at the ground, look at the sideline like, are you motherfuckers kidding me with this shit? And it would get fixed because we had the proper tools. Matt Patricia's calling the offense, being the offensive line coach on paper. It's like, you need someone figuring this out, switching things around, trying different combinations. A Wenu at right tackle, figuring out guard. If Cole Strange can't do it at guard, somebody else there. You know what I mean? It's like... Yeah. Holy shit. And by all accounts, they're trying to ship Isaiah Wynn out for something. Um, I don't know what exactly you could get. I mean, he put a lot of bad stuff on tape the other day. Um, and there was one play in particular where um, Wynn was one-on-one with a guy, and Mac Jones does not look the same to me. He looks uncomfortable. To the, point where, to the point where he's moving around when he doesn't have to. Yeah. He's rolling out when he doesn't have to. And he put Isaiah Wynn on a in a one-on-one situation where he actually created the pressure right. by by moving to the right of Wynn, and the guy Wynn wasn't expecting it, and the guy got outside leverage on Wynn, and, and actually I can't remember if he sacked him or, or or he definitely hit Mac Jones and caused a bad throw. I think it caused the sack. Yeah, and there was another one where Mac Jones was rolling out to the right, and he couldn't see through Wynn. And there was a linebacker right behind Wynn and the defensive lineman he was blocking where he threw a pick right to the guy. Yeah. Um, I'm just seeing, like, a little bit of bad decision-making and in- inaccuracy and happy feet with Mac Jones where it wasn't there last year. And he j- You can just tell he doesn't look comfortable. But, um, I mean, personnel-wise, they have to do something as far as this offensive line. And maybe it's a scheme thing. Maybe they change the scheme back. I don't know. It's a trust thing. Mac doesn't have the trust. Maybe it's, no. it's the coaching staff, the offensive line, the whole production doesn't have the trust right there. Uh, I don't know that there really are many personnel moves to make at this point. Un- I mean, unless you're trading draft picks and somehow fitting under the cap, they're so close stuff to the cap. Hard to imagine yeah. how they do it. And then, yeah. And, and by the way, I mean, some of these guys, they don't make the roster. They're available to every team. Are they not? I mean, yeah. Kevin Harris had a 33, 36-yard run the other day. And he doesn't make the team. I mean, I, if I'm another team, maybe I'm looking at him. I, I see a lot of good running backs didn't make their their respective teams. Right. That's why I'm not too worried about him. Sony's out there. Kenyon Drake. Marlon Mack. Colts. Marlon Mack is a good player. Is one that jumps out to me as kind of a pass-catching guy. Because, I, I mean, I don't really know if Pierre Strong is that guy. But with time I hope they give it to Stevenson. Yeah, I mean, Stevenson looked good there. Stevenson had some really nice moments. And some really bad moments where it wasn't him. It was like this, the first series that stretch play to the left sideline. How was it? There was just nowhere he could have gone. Nothing he could have done. I, don't, I just don't understand that, why you're blocking like that. The toss crack is working. Get rid of that stretch. The stretch know? is not working. They're trying to make the stretch the, like the foundation of the offense. They're trying to run that outside zone with the stretch. Where I, I think I saw... Uh, it might have been Brewski talking about it. It was it was a, f- a former Patriot from that era talking about how they did the stretch play to the the uh, weak side better than anybody in the league, where they they'd run the stretch away from the tight end. And meanwhile, okay. I honestly not haven't it right seen now. the stretch yeah. work once. And I, I was listening to Tom Curran. He says he hasn't seen it work since April. So and I, you know I I'm 
I don't know what they're doing. Like I mentioned, they traded Shaq Mason, which doesn't make sense. You know, it like that was the move that's like, all right, you got a fifth fucking round pick that you pretty much cut. Was that Kevin Harris? Kevin Harris was a fourth? Sixth. Kevin Harris was a sixth. Sixth. But so fourth. Keen was a fourth, I think, and Asiasi was a third. Right. Keen was, I thought, a third. I thought they were both thirds. Maybe it's, maybe it's flipped. I don't know. Keen but, doesn't yeah. make any sense. It's like, how bad did he suck? He never even saw the damn field. <laughs> That happens all the time. That happens crazy. all the time. It's crazy that they did that. But, I mean, the the offensive line was strange. The fact that we traded Shaq Mason and we draft a guard at in the first round with a you know, as a reach. Now, Strange looks like he's going to be a player. He looks like he's got good technique. He's just small. He's getting destroyed up front sometimes. And that was, again, the thing that was the problem about the Raiders is that was their number twos. They had a few starters on the field, but that was not their starting defense. Crosby didn't play. Uh, Chandler Jones, I didn't see play. Maybe they played for a series. But, like, he was getting shoved back pretty far. I mean, it was, he was holding his guy. He was on his guy, which was good. But it's like, all right, maybe, you know, if he's not ready, what do you – like, you're, you're putting that much on a, you know, a rookie? I don't know. And it doesn't – you know, Andrews is good. It seems like there's some kind of issue between Wynn going to right tackle because it's screwing up his future money-wise and Trent Brown – going to left tackle and they're saying he's pissed because he got he signed a deal as a right tackle and he's and, getting paid like a right tackle. <laughs> so it's like So everyone's oh. mad. So everyone's oh. pissed off and you have a Wenu at right guard who's good, but he's clearly better at right tackle. When he came in for right tackle he was like bulletproof. It's like yeah. figure out how to put him there. He's clearly your best guy. Or, you know, or make Win go back to left and Trent Brown go back to right or something. Because what so, is happening is if your off starting offensive line looks bad against some other team's number twos, took Bauer, the dude, 96. He was Kayshawn on the pass last, last year, oh, yeah. and he was not good. He got he played a decent amount. He got no pressure. He comes in here. He looked like he did a little something-something, but he was kicking our – he had, like, two sacks on our starting defense. Yeah. I mean, did we lose JJ? I think we did, but he's, he's making a good point that we're not very good. I mean – this, this is what everything is building towards, is what do we think of this team? And every single sign has been bad. Basically, I mean, the only good sign over this offseason was, like, maybe in the last couple months of this offseason was, hey, Mac Jones looks like he's in better shape. And yeah. and that's basically it. It's like, oh, their, their talent is at a lower level than it was last year. They didn't make any impact in free agency. Their hands were tied by what they did in the previous free agency. And then they follow it up by making one of the most inexplicable head co- or coaching decisions that you're gonna that you're gonna see by putting a special teams coordinator, a former special teams coordinator, and formal de- defensive coordinator as your co-offensive coordinators. Who can understand that? And predictably, everything looks like shit. Yeah. So, and all the reporters are saying it. It looks like shit in the preseason. I mean, everything, every sign is pointing to this being a it bad team. It looks like shit in practice. I mean, we all we hear is stories about how the offensive lines in shambles. They don't know what they're doing, but we're going to build on it. And you know, by the time week seventeen comes and you figured it out, congratulations, you've won four, five, six games. And I mean, that's the way it's looking to me. This is looking like this is looking like one of those teams that's regressing. And your high points have been Jack Jones and Tyquan Thornton, who's injured. <laughs> Other than that, really, what's what's the high point there? Mac Wilson? 
I mean, in terms of additions this year, yeah, not not many, yeah. not many. Uh, there there's some progression. Like we're expecting Barmore to be a, a higher level player Barmore this year. Looks fantastic. He looks fantastic. I mean, of all the of all the pieces that are developing on this team, he's number one by a fucking mile. <laughs> um, I would say him, and I think Ramondre, if he got blocking, would be in that conversation. But he's not getting blocking, so. Doesn't matter. You could have Barry. The only person I've ever seen with the worst fucking blocking ever be unbelievable is Barry Sanders, and he's not Barry Sanders. So certainly not. That's a it's a high bar to set. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, we don't we don't bring it up very often, but Devontae Parker is on this team. It's just a different type of receiver than we've had previously. Uh, one of the reasons I would like Lil Jordan to make this team is because. He gives that physical element on the outside or inside, depending on where they want to play him. Oh. I, I really hope he's back. I really, but the fact it's a different look than what they have too. I think Devonte is is that guy that you could, and you saw it multiple times in this last game where they're throwing him jump balls, right? Yeah. And it 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 would be nice to have some kind of different look because right now you have like kind of just space guys that need that need to be in space. I think Kendrick Bourne's a pretty good route runner. I'd like to see more of him. Aguilar is a deep threat. Big bodies are hard to come by for the Pats right now, and I think Lil Jordan kind of fits that. So hopefully he does come back, but I just don't know at the expense of who, you know. Well, that's if Thornton goes on the short term IR. That's right. that's where that roster spot comes from in an immediate way. Lil Jordan did so good in the preseason, you wonder if somebody's going to put in a waiver claim on him. So did Trey Nixon though. Trey Nixon had some real flashes. I'd be surprised if another team didn't come knocking for him. Ernie Adams is going to start like an arena football league and, and bring him on board. He's all over that guy. Yeah. Uh, okay, so wrapped up the preseason. We've got just about two weeks until the first game starts. James J has joined again. We I'm ch- back. We're closing, we're closing the chapter on the preseason this year. Got two weeks until we play in Miami against a new-look Miami team where you got Tyreek Hill to, to go across from Jalen Waddell. Tua has... Uh, a legitimate offensive coordinator for the first time in his career, and everybody's got their opinions on Tua. Uh, but that's going to be a tough test throughout the the schedule. Obviously, the two games against every AFC East opponent, we're playing the AFC North, playing the NFC North, uh, and then the, the number two teams in every division in the AFC. It's not the most difficult schedule. It's not the easiest schedule. I was looking through it. When you see the Jets a couple times, you feel good. Then you see the Colts, and you're like, I don't even know who that team is right now. Yeah. Um, so there's a, a lot of things. We've been saying this all offseason, not the most confident in this group. I got them as an 8-9 and nine team. I got them as maybe the ninth best team in the conference. Yeah, I, I, had, them, I had them as the 10th, I think, coming into preseason. And I've seen nothing to make me up that. I think that we're talking about... I mean, and I see 61% of uh, one of these Patriots chats on or Patriots websites I'm on thinks that there'll be 10 to 14 wins for some reason. Uh, and 30% really? says uh, 7 to 9. And I think that I just don't know what that's based on other than Belichick's track record. Other than, I mean, with, with Cam yeah. Newton and, you know, the Matt Castle year and, uh, you know, other than. When you've had Brady, this thing looks fucking amazing, you know? And then we don't have Brady anymore. So it's like, for me, I'm thinking six, seven wins. 
Wow. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm, I'm down on the team, and I haven't seen anything you think otherwise, and I hate to say stuff like that, but what kind of positives can you draw from this preseason and these personnel moves? Yeah, yeah. I mean, my whole thing is, you know, I'm worried that it, it's all on offense for me. I feel like the, the defense is going to be serviceable at the Like, they're going to figure something out at some point or, you know, be able to stop mediocre to bad teams, maybe great offenses, Josh, you know, the Josh Allen offense right now, or, you know, if we come against San Diego at all or whatever, they're going to be the tough spot. You know, they're going to maybe kick our teeth in, whatever. I don't know. It's all, you know, in a game or after a year when you had a good first-round pick quarterback who did pretty damn good um, come in to a new offense with new offensive coaches entirely and a unusual offensive line situation. You know, that's unfortunate. It, and to me, it's if they can get the offensive line going, I think they'll kill it. So I'm still holding out hope that at some point they will figure out some kind of offensive line combo or do what they have to do, bring in another coach, whatever it happens to be, the, you know, the big key. And then they'll be okay. So I'm going to go with 10-7 and seven because I think at some point we can stack some wins together. I'm hoping to God we can stack, stack some wins together. You know, we have a, a lull in the season of, you know, Detroit and Jacksonville and whoever. The Jets twice, you know, beat up on some crappy teams, maybe win a couple close ones to other teams that we don't deserve or whatever. So be it. It's the NFL. It's the offensive line, and they can't have Matt Patricia calling the offensive line and calling the offensive plays. And I don't know what Joe – what is Joe Judge doing? Unclear. He's the quarterback's coach. He's the quarterback's coach, and your quarterback's scared shitless. So it's like maybe get him on the fucking offensive line because it can't be that hard. I mean, it's not like it's fucking rocket science, right? Like if Matt Patricia wants to call the offensive plays, fine, fine. I didn't. Even, it's not like I even hated his play calling. I like that he's going deep. I like that he's taking shots, something that McDaniels rarely did. McDaniels almost never took a shot down the field. He'd try it once every other game. It didn't work. He wouldn't go back to it. Maybe Matty P, I, I, I think he can figure out the offensive play calling. My problem is that he's doing two of the most important jobs on the offense, and the offense looks like shit. It's like <laughs> whatever you're saying, you know, and you listen to them, oh, you know, it's process, this, that, and the other. Yeah. But nothing really looks good. You guys have like one downfield completion in three preseason games. I know it's not a lot to go off of, but for by all accounts, the joint practices in Oakland, we got our asses kicked by a you know top 15 defense, potentially. Maybe really good. I don't know. Okay. Right? Okay. Uh, that was a great rant. I, I just want to remind the listeners that you said they will have a winning record at the start of that rant. Yes. 10 and 7. Well, I think, Bill, I have... <laughs> Still the slightest faith in Bill that he'll figure it out. And if Joe, like, what is Joe Judge doing? If Joe Judge can't do anything, he'll be like, all right, you're back on fucking special teams or whatever. You're just back in the background and I'm going to bring in so-and-so or so-and-so is getting promoted or, you know, teach fucking Joe Judge the goddamn offensive line. Why can't he do that? What the hell? Right? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there's there's an assistant off. Is it Cole Popovich? Who's who's the assistant offensive line coach? Some guys, the offensive line, you know, assistant. But make that would that would make a much more. You know, I understand they want to like get Joe Judge involved in the offense. Make him the damn offensive line coach and have Maddie P call the fucking and make sure like Joe Judge. That seems like what you can do. Special teams, right? It's like driven oriented, very you know technical, technique wise. It's all based on technique. Where you're hitting, where you're moving. Like, teach him those fucking 15 things from that Scar knows to get the people in. 
and have him do it. It's just, you know, maddening. What is he even doing? He's like a useless man on the staff at this because. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, we've, we've been over I mean, it's it's puzzling. We don't know what the – and honestly, it's it's a bunch of guys that are just being – they're just square pegs and round holes. It's it's just people's friends. and I, I don't know, man. I'm looking at the schedule, though, and, I mean, seven wins I think is – is, is probably where I'm at. Yeah, seven, seven to nine wins somewhere in there. It, it depends. I mean, you can spin a story where Mac Jones makes some some big leaps, and maybe he takes more onto his shoulders and doesn't need so much from a play caller, and he, and he can move into a two minute type offense. That should time. happen. That could happen. Uh, defensively, they're going to be able to run some horses at the at the quarterback. And they, sh- yeah. they should be able to have some pretty big guys on the defensive line, which could enable them to have more speed at the second level, where you could have an Adrian Phillips, a Jabril Peppers playing more of a linebacker role and covering a ton of ground. I could see that happening. Like, you, you can talk yourself into them some being scenarios. just like slightly four, above average. Three, four over, you know, get, get an extra guy in the box. I, I saw think- McCordy in the box the other day and Duggar as the free safety, and I didn't understand that, and Duggar... Immediately roasted. Yeah, uh, roasted. He's an in-the-box safety to me, and I don't understand why. I can see them just trying to get him time there, you know, because he's not going to get that other way. You know, McCord doesn't need the time. I I agree with you, Granny. I think the front seven, front five, you know, however you want to call the pass rush, rush, um, I think they'll be pretty good. I think we got a lot of depth there. You know, if Barmore can be what we're talking about, and we've talked about this in the past, if Barmore can take the step that everyone is talking about him taking and saying is happening and just be a disruptive pass rusher up the middle, you know, and then you got Uche over there, Jennings, Judon's a monster. You know, if he can be the monster everyone's talking about, you already got those two. If you have another one that in, you know, uh, what's his name over there that just got paid? Gotcha. Gotcha. If he can be worth 10 million bucks a year, I mean, they'll make you're right. They'll they'll do what they need to do on defense. The problem is, can they do it on offense? So if they can do that on defense and figure something out, the two minute Max always looked good in the two minute. He's always known how to do that. The blocking scheme's not you know that big a deal. Quick passes is, looks like to be his best friend right now. So yeah, they can figure I that do, out. I have some. I do agree with what you're saying about the defense. I don't think it's. I think it's an above average. Um, you 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 probably lost your. You know you don't have a blue chip corner anymore which is a problem it could be could be a problem against guys like jamar chase who we'll see and Devonte adams who we'll see um i mean waddle and, and hill are going to cause some problems i'm sure in week one yeah <clears throat> but it's just i mean i do like some of the some of the guys we have i i think uche showed out in preseason every time he was in there he popped like we've been saying for a year at least when yeah. he's in there he, he looks good um he just gets limited opportunity, and then I thought Jack Jones was pretty impressive. Um, he was, you know, he, he had some good moments. Jonathan Jones, uh, Jalen Mills, you got some and good, the Express, good pieces baby. there. You don't have a superstar there. And by the way, I saw in the NFL's top 100, they're they're the players are voting on this. J.C. Jackson was number 20. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He really? takes the ball. That's what we're gonna miss. We're gonna miss that those eight turnovers a year. Man, yeah. it's like every yeah. other game he's getting a pick, and that's 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 huge. It's yeah, that's cover corner, but you need to play. I mean, it's similar. It's very similar to what Trayvon Diggs did, and and how he's been. Everybody's been pumping his tires. It allows a shit ton of yards, but right. you want the ball back. JC you know? doesn't allow nearly the yards. JC's got yes. way better stats. 
Oh, definitely. Yep. And then the third phase of the game, largely the same special teams. As we mentioned, switching out the gunner. Miles Bryant looks like he might have something in the return game. Obviously, Jack Jones came in with that pedigree from college. So, I thought it was Marcus Marcus Jones. Jones. Marcus, Marcus Jones, Jones, excuse well, me. Um, he had a punt return opportunity, and he called for a fair catch. He had not, he had like 15 yards of space. I was. They probably told him not to run it. I was pretty annoyed with that. Like, <laughs> let's see what you've got, you know? Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. Let's let's do a couple of predictions from around the league. So we, we all gave our predictions for the win total for the Patriots this season. Let's let's do a little MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, Coach of the Year. We can go around with that. Uh, one thing that I always try to remember if you're predicting this stuff, it's a always, they're narrative awards. You want to be able to tell a story and why this guy is mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And sometimes it doesn't always work out that way where like Aaron Rodgers won back-to-back MVPs and it was mostly just like looking around like, all right, they're 13-3 and three and his stats are better than anybody. So let's just yeah. give it to he's him. Not, he's not winning that this year with Alan Lazard as his number one option. This is true. This is true. So, And he's been pissed about guys like uh, Christian Watson, who we talked about in the draft, you know, just dropping balls. Really? Like, if you drop balls, I'm not throwing it, I'm not throwing it to you. But he's, <laughs> so he's, there's been some problems out there with their receivers? I've oh, yeah. Anything. Oh, yeah. He was yeah, criticizing. He was criticizing him. So my MVP pick, and I don't know, I haven't been listening to other, so I don't know if this is trendy or not, but Joe Burrow. Yeah. I feel like Joe Burrow, okay. Joe Burrow he's people aren't sick of him yet so it's still like oh that's kind of a nice pick like maybe it'll be josh allen but i just think I mean, jamar chase was so good as a rookie he's only going to be better i mean every, everything i see he's just training his ass off with yeah, the best yeah. players in the league i've heard that too so I mean, he's got three number one receivers t higgins and um, and chase and who's the other one there boy really good receiver yeah boyd tyler uh, boyd yeah and then they they've just been working on their offensive line cincinnati has so that's that's my MVP. JJ, who you got for MVP? Hmm. Yeah, Joe Burrow is a very good pick. Uh, I'm trying to think. Who the hell has the capability of doing it? Ryan, if you have someone, you could go first. I, I, I would probably say that Josh Allen is the favorite. Uh, yeah. Patrick, Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes is losing Tyreek Hill. So, I mean, uh, Jason Kelsey, uh, he's going to get. Jason Travis Kelsey Travis. is going to get uh, double teamed quite a bit. I do like the pieces they got as far as secondary receivers, uh, Sky Moore, um, Juju Smith-Schuster. You know, uh, I think that Josh Allen would probably be my favorite, but just for the sake of, I think Justin Herbert's a fucking superstar. Yeah, have a little fun. And, there you and go. I'm, and I'm going Justin Herbert. I think he's... That's who I was trying to he's think He's got of. as much talent from a, from an arm uh, talent perspective as I've ever seen. I'm going Justin Herbert. I'm going to go complete other direction just because, well, not a complete other direction, but farther from you guys just for the hell of it. Contract year, Lamar, he's finally got a couple of receivers over there. Maybe he, I could see him just fucking tearing up the first 10 weeks. That's a great call. That's a great you know, call. He's kind of, no one's really talking about him. It's like all accounts that I've read, he looks incredible. So I don't really care if, if he is or isn't, but just to switch it up. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. And I, I swear part of that, that award comes down to fantasy. Like, if, if you're winning people f- their fantasy week every Absolutely. week. Absolutely. I'm surprised no one picked Josh Allen there, you know? And I think... Because it's not fun for us. It's not fun I don't want to pick Josh Allen. And you know what? I, I feel like Josh Allen's got such an incredible team around him that, you know, obviously, if he comes around and 
fucking throws 50 touchdowns, but he doesn't seem like that type of guy to me. I, I feel like their their coach, what's his name over there? McDermott. McDermott. I feel like he's not going to go for, he's kind of like a, you know, meat and potatoes type of guy. I don't know if he's going to try and get him to throw 50 touchdowns with the offense he's calling and stuff. I mean, they have such a crazy defense. So many weapons. They're trying to find a running game, you know. Well, the other thing is Brian Dable, who was their offense coordinator for the last, like, three years, is gone. Gone. Right. So how does that affect them? And then how good is he going to be able to be Josh Allen throwing the ball in December in Buffalo? If anybody's got – if anybody's built for that weather, it's him. But that can really hinder what you can do statistically. And at at the end of the season when they're looking at it and they go, this guy had 5,000 yards and Josh Allen only had 4,500 and yada, yada, yada. Maybe he threw an interception because it was windy. Um that's good. Okay, Defensive Player of the Year. So I, I was sketching this out, and typically it's very rare for a defensive uh, for a defensive back to win this award. It's usually a middle linebacker for the best defense in the league, or it's a guy with a million sacks. So a uh, middle linebacker, probably not going to be the case right now. There's just Those guys don't exist right now. There's no Erlackers roaming the league, unless you look at Fred Warner, but I don't, nobody's going to, he's not a big enough name. Yeah, you need to be like a Luke Keekley. You need to be a top ten pick, basically, for people to know your name. So I'm going sacks, and I got Max Crosby. He's really, really? he's okay. relentless. He's going to wow. be on national TV all the time with that AFC West. All those matchups, seventeen game season, he could get seventeen sacks, eighteen sacks. You don't know. He's so disruptive, man. I, I really like that player, man. Yeah. So, and again, he's it. He's fresh. He's new. People seem to like him. In a way that they don't like, uh, you know, T.J. Watt's been on the scene for a while. Miles Garrett right. has some incidents in his past, and he plays for the Browns, and they don't have good publicity. And they're going to suck. Yeah. I mean, I think T.J. Watt is the best defensive player in the league. I don't know if he'll win it. I think Micah Parsons is in that conversation. It's a really good and, one. And, and he's, yeah. he's, so, he's so dynamic. I, I think I, I he was. Him, so. I, I'm going to go with Micah Parsons. I am going to go, I'm going to give two. One I want and one I think is going to actually do it. I'd love Christian Barmore to be <laughs> dominant D-tackle. Like, you know, Aaron Donald level. Just take a defense that's not that good and be incredible. Um, but in reality, I think Khalil Mack. I think Khalil Mack's going to come back hard on San Diego. I think he is paired with Joey Bosa and a bunch of other defensive players. And he was a force in Oakland and even in Chicago, had a down year last year due to injury. Plus, Chicago sucked. Now he's going to be on an unbelievable team, high-powered offense. He's just going to have to get go get the quarterback, and he might be the best. At the, char- it. the Chargers are loaded, man, on defense. Loaded. Him and Bosa, dude. It's like, you know, they've had two guys up there before, but they haven't had fucking Khalil Mack. They got Kenneth Murray. They got Derwin James. They got J.C. Jackson. They got a, they got at least five guys that are in the running for all pro yeah. at their position. Yeah. And then, just on defense. Yeah. And Khalil Mack's the best of them. Maybe. I don't think so. Don't think so. Oh, dude, Khalil, I, Khalil Mack four years ago would be the best of them. Two years ago. Two years ago. Can I say four? Two years. <laughs> he had a so, bad season last year, and that fucking magnifies he's, it. He's 30, man. Up. He's 30, he's 31. I'm not worried about it that. It gets to be a point. So Sean Scott, who did you say again? Max Crosby. Max Crosby, I pick Michael Parsons, and you have Khalil. Uh, He's got Khalil Mack. Mack. Okay. Yeah. All right. Those are good ones. All right. Next one. Good. Coach of the year. Ugh. Coach of the year. And uh, I don't know if MVP really works this way. Coach of the year 
is almost always they did something last year and then this year they're five wins better. It's it always goes like that. Or it's like everybody got hurt and they still were good. Those are really the only two categories that coach of the year wins. So I am going with Kevin O'Connell from the Minnesota Dude, Vikings. I was, oh, I was thinking about that. You knew it. You knew it. I was thinking about it. So, oh my God. That's bias. It's bias. Uh, all right. Call it bias. Coming from the, the guy that thinks Christian coach. Barmore. I know. I can't believe it either. But but just how is he a head coach? Just so hear me quick. out. Just hear me out. All right. They play in a trash division. The Bears might be the biggest dumpster fire in the whole league. The Lions are just parading on HBO every week about how destined for failure they are. That's four wins right there. Then they got they get to play the Jets. They're playing the Patriots in Miami. We're so-so. Yeah. So mm-hmm. just, just right there, it's like they're almost at double-digit wins. Just like that. And they have mm-hmm. continuity at quarterback. They got two great receivers, one of whom is among the very, very best in the league. Dalvin's back. They got... Um, Madison as their backup running back. They got pretty good players on. They have like good players on defense. It's not great by any stretch, but they have they have a lot of pieces to be 10, 11, 11 wins. I mean, eleven and six is not out of the question by any means. And, yeah. and that's a good narrative. It's a new coach, and he brings them to the playoffs in his first season. All right, all right. Uh, I might go with Frank Reich. I feel like he's always up there, and he might finally have a quarterback that can do something which he hasn't had for the past two years. So um, Matt Ryan might be, We like you said, we have no idea what's going to happen. He could be pretty dangerous. Frank Wright calls a hell of an offense. And I could see, well, they were pretty, they missed the playoffs last year, right? They, they missed the playoffs. Seven, eight wins, it's, nine wins? Uh, either eight or nine because they lost to the Jaguars at the end. I mean, so I, they missed the playoffs. I could see a chance that they have such, you know, super high-powered offense and they just take that division. They got the best running game in the NFL. And they got the best running game in the NFL already, right, with Taylor. So, um, yeah, I could see him making making a big push. He is uh, he's always kind of there too. Everyone's always kind of talking about Frank Reich. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I'm conflicted about this. I, I think that it might be an AFC West team. I feel like I could go with three different guys in the AFC West. I could go I could go uh, Holmgren or what's his name there, the old guy. Andy Reid? Andy Reid. Andy Reid. No. Andy Reed. I think I they're taking Reed, a step I'm not back. Going to, I'm not going to go with Daniel Hackett, even though I think he's going to be a pretty popular choice. Is he San Diego? Denver. I am I am going Brandon Staley. Wow. Wow. Coach of the year. I think oh. that team is going to win a lot. It's going to win a lot of games this year. And uh, not going to have anything to do with him. He was a jackass last year, wasn't he? Well, he had a moment. He had a couple moments. But <laughs> Two I moments. Think, I think that that team's buying in. I think it's, you know, a team that's strong on offense and defense, and they're going to win a lot of games. So yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna go Brandon Staley. It's going to be extra impressive if they can win a lot of games in that division. Yeah. Another one I thought about, Nick Sirianni from Philly. I was yeah. thinking about him, too. That's an improved team. That's very improved. They got I mean, some, some good talent. And that sucks, And too. the division's terrible. So you're, you're looking at 11 wins just by beating up on the dregs of that division. Yeah, someone's got to take it. I think it's Philly. I think Hurts actually can play to some extent. Yeah, I don't really know. Sirianni was under Frank Reich, right? I don't even know where he came from. I thought he was promoted from within. He was like he was under Doug Peterson. Eagles have some Where's Peterson? Isn't he somewhere? He's in Jacksonville. Atlanta? He's the head coach. Jackson. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence. I mean, nobody's talking about him. Trevor Lawrence was a generational talent at quarterback. 
Oh yeah, I think he's he could dominate this year. It it just doesn't come up. It just that's how one cares. Yeah, that's how out in the woods the Jaguars are. Is you just don't even. It's like if if Andrew Luck was playing, you just like oh a year into his career. Nope, he's gone. Yeah, don't worry about him. They've picked up some pieces on defense as far as the Eagles. Um, uh, Bradbury, they just traded for Gardner Johnson. Uh, they still have uh, Darius Slay over there. That's three really good corners. They brought in uh, Jordan Davis, your boy. Yep. Brandon Graham still there. Fletcher Cox. And the offense, a lot better. Uh, A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith. Yeah, A.J. Brown. Decent lineman. Uh, Tennessee's so- going to suck, huh? You, you could say that every year. And then somehow they're still in the mix. Like, they were the number one seed last year. Derrick Henry got hurt. Didn't matter. Just plug in the True. next gigantic running back from wherever they got him. And uh, just keep Foreman. rolling. They had Deontay Foreman, yeah, from, from Texas. Yeah, but they, again, that's another team that gets to play the Jaguars twice, the Texans twice. I mean, the Texans might have the number one overall pick next year. Yeah, they They're look that bad, bad, huh? Who is their quarterback? Uh, Davis, Davis Mills? Davis Mills. And for, for whatever reason, Lovey Smith coached, he coached University of Illinois for like five years. And made them worse. This is a guy that got to a Super Bowl as an NFL head coach, and he took a bad college football program and made it worse, and then failed his way upwards to another NFL head coaching gig. How did he get a NFL coaching gig? If he he was a def- he was defensive coordinator last year or two years ago. Politics. Last, last year, yeah, politics. Politics. His name is Lovey. Yeah. Everybody adores him. Lovey, come here. He just look at the Bears. Was well, he at the that, Bears forever. That was like ten years ago. And look at them. Yeah. He was there for so long that they still suck. No, I, I mean they made a, a lot of mistakes oh, along the way. So I think he ruined that franchise for all eternity. <laughs> Not John oh, yeah. Fox. I, I blame Ryan Pace. Are we doing rookies? Rookies. My goodness, I, I wasn't prepared for this one. Rookies could be difficult. All right, hit it, right? Yeah, right. You, you pick us off. Offensive yeah. rookie of the year. Offensive rookie of the year. Might have to come back to me. I, I, I George mean, Pickens from fucking Steelers. That's a he's good one. Receiver. He's crushing it. Crushing it, dude. Two picks after Tyquan Thornton. Not that I don't like Tyquan Thornton, but the fact that he was from Alabama and is everyone's just like, yeah, he's like uncoverable. Sick. Georgia. 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 What did I say? Alabama. Sorry. Same. 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 And I was like, Jesus Christ. Of course, he's disgusting. He's my pick for rookie of the year. That is. What do you a, got? A really good one. Uh, I might just go Kenny Pickett. And that's the obvious his, one. His quarterback. All hands Pickett. Yeah, I mean he's he's the only rookie quarterback that's got a chance to play. He's got an outstanding defense to support him. They got a chance to be a decent team. I mean, if if Jamar Chase doesn't have an electric rookie season, Mac Jones wins the rookie of the year last year hands down, and that's just because he was competent and led a team to the playoffs. Right. I am going, and this is probably going to be tough to explain. I think Garrett Wilson has a chance to be Offensive Rookie of the Year. He's polished. Where is he, for those of us? He's with the Jets. He's going to be catching passes from Zach Wilson. I think he's going to have a big year, man. I, I like that player a lot. I was bummed that the Jets got him. I think he's he's a talented guy. I still go back to that one route he ran from, like, the five-yard line. It's one of the best routes I've ever seen, man. i, I got to send you guys a video. Just, like, uncoverable. Um, I love the way he runs routes. I'm going to look Garrett Wilson. Good one. Good one. Right. I like when you can get separation within a five-yard route. That's always impressive. You see Hunter Renfro do it all the time. Disgusting route. I, I can't think of a corner. I mean, that one route I saw, I don't think I could think of a corner that could have stayed with him. It's just, you know, yeah. faked me out, and I was watching them. <laughs> okay. All right. 
def- defensive rookie of the year. So I would love to go with Jordan Davis, but as a defensive tackle, I don't know yeah. what you got to do to get noticed in, in uh, a sh- just a short time frame, just to be on the national consciousness within a year. So uh, the, just given the fact that he's going to be a run stuffer, he'll push the pocket for sure, but he's not going to put up more than four sacks in the season, at least his first. Uh, so yeah. I'm going to go with probably a trendy pick, George Karlaftis. Def- oh, you so Yeah, crazy. yeah. <laughs> Uh, the the perks of going first, yeah. Yeah. Defensive. Where end, is he again? He's playing in Kansas City. That's what I wanted the Pats to draft, man. He's he's another one of those polished Big Ten defensive ends who comes in. He's already got like four pass rush moves. He's got a good motor, good size, not not a ton of burst, but he's gonna be getting one on one blocks with Chris Jones and and Frank Clark and everybody else that they got over there. And they're gonna get a million pass rush opportunities because the Chiefs are gonna put up. A, a decent amount of points with that offense. Mm-hmm. JJ, what do you got, buddy? Why don't you go first, Ryan? I need a second. Right, well, I was going to go Carl Loftus. Ahmad Gardner is interesting for the Jets, but I don't think I can go because they've already announced him as a day one starter. Um, I don't think I can go two Jets as far as offensive rookie of the year or, or uh, rookie of the year. Aiden Hutchinson's an obvious one. Kayvon Thibodeau, although he seemed banged up. Did he get banged up? I thought I saw that. He did, yeah. Thibodeau did. I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go Derek Stingley Jr. Man, I like what he can do. He's he's a super talent. So if he can get healthy, if he can get right, I'm gonna go Derek Stingley. Well, I have absolutely no idea. So I'm gonna go with the easiest choice, Aiden Hutchinson. Why the fuck not? Why not? Why not? not? People know his name. He's out there. He's in Detroit. He's gonna get get, get a ton of play. Plenty of time to go after the. The passer. Yeah, plus pe- people like him after he did whatever his dance move was. The sing-song he did on HBO. Oh, the, uh, the Michael Jackson, Billy Jean. Yeah. You know, I, he could have done better. I don't know. <laughs> I, know I haven't watched uh, Hard Knocks. Just watch that clip. It's a good clip. You like it. <clears throat> you guys hear this beeping in the background? Oh, yeah. Is, uh, is your house on wheels? Are you moving? Some kind of flashing light outside. Oversized oh, load. Okay, I think, that, I think that's the bell. I think that means we got to wrap up. We're gonna wrap we have to up do our Super Bowl picks, man. Our Super Bowl picks. All right. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Let's wrap up with that one. Super Bowl picks. Okay. Here we go. The NFC is so hard. The AFC. I, I feel like I could be smart and pick any of six teams and be like, oh yeah, that's a good pick. Oh yeah, that yeah. That, that could possibly happen. The NFC. I'm like, if I don't pick the Packers, who the hell am I picking? Like, I'm the not... AFC to me is the strongest it's ever been. Yeah. It's it's overloaded for sure. Um, I'm definitely not going with the Ravens. I'll tell you that much. I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I know. The, ugh, I know, right? Ugh. Yeah, that's a yuck. Do I, do I dare do the Cowboys? I don't think. No. Um, yeah, the, the Bucks are not giving me good signs. There's nobody else in that division to really challenge them. Out West, I don't believe in the Cardinals. The Niners with Trey Lance, not a believer. They re-signed Garoppolo. Yeah. If, all right, I'll do that. Niners over the Chiefs. We got a Super Bowl rematch, and Jimmy G comes wow. in after Trey Lance is benched. Not injured, benched. Wow. There we go. Okay. Right, you go. Oh, so you want me to my go? Jesus, put me on the spot. I'm going to go. I'm going off the wall here, I think. I'm going to go. The NFC is really is hard. Like That's what it is. I'm trying to think of a good NFC pick. There isn't one, unless it's the Packers, which is still not that good. They can't win playoff games. They just flat out can't. 
Do you take Tampa? I mean, Tampa's lost a bunch of people. I Their think quarterback I have just to. Took a right. I feel like, like Tampa. Who else do they have to play? It's the Rams or you know Tampa or the Packers. It's the only three teams that could even have a chance. I gotta think the Bills are ready to make the next. I I have to think the Bills will be there. I want to take the Chargers. I can't. I'm gonna go Bills and Bucks and Tom Brady gets another. I'm yeah, going. There we going go. Oh, yeah, I mean, I basically was gonna say the same thing. The reason the NFC is so hard is because they're so fucking quarterback deficient. It's like trying to think. There's so many teams in the NFC right now that just have shitty or like backup quarterbacks starting. It's like unbelievable. Look at the fucking NFC South. It's like Jameis Winston's down there starting. Um, Marcus Mariota's fucking starting. And then, you know, Darnold or, you know, what's his name? Baker. Over there in Carolina. Baker, who just got shipped off. Cleveland would literally want him to just ditch him. So I think the Bills have to do it. I think on paper, the Bills are just the most complete team. They're dominant. They're in an okay, mediocre division. And they, they should have won the Super Bowl last year. Like, I, th- I thought last year was theirs to win. I don't think they're going to get another chance because of that. When you usually blow it, sometimes you can't get back. But I think they're going to be there. And then, because you already said the Bucks and you said the Packers, I'll go with the Rams. I hate the Rams. I don't want to see them there. But they're a complete football team for the most part. Okay. Uh, yeah. Injuries could derail them, and I don't think they'll win it. I would think Buffalo would beat them, but I could see them getting there. Okay. And there's, a, there's not a. That's the thing about the NFC. It's not a pantheon to get to the fucking Super Bowl. You know, it's like, oh, well, maybe you don't have to play the Packers or the Bucks. You're probably it. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. You know, if those guys play each other and you got to play one of them in the NFC Championship, it's like that's not a hard gig. Fucking AFC is a disaster. The playoffs are gonna be a bloodbath. One thing I want to say, with all the stuff we've said about the Patriots and everything, weeks one through four of the NFL, I say this every year on this damn podcast, it's been going a long time now, are a disaster. We think the Patriots look bad. A lot of other teams haven't figured out a lot of shit either, or they just don't know how to game plan. That's the one thing the Patriots, you know, are going to figure out to some extent how much it helps them. We'll see. Bill knows how to game plan. He knows to prep for game day. He's got all that shit down. A lot of these teams might not get that far. They might not fucking be able to game plan. They're just going to line up and do what they think works, and that's that. That is um, that is exactly uh, – that's a great point, and that's exactly why I like the Patriots in week one against Miami with a new head coach, new offensive play caller, who's the same guy. But, James, I like your Super Bowl pick. That'll be a really fun game. And guess what? We get to see a sneak preview week one on Thursday night when the Rams host the Bills to kick off the season. What a game to start this. I'm sorry. That's, that's oh, like wow. the perfect game to start off the season. The NFL knows what they're doing as far as making the schedule. And that's uh, on Amazon, right? No. They usually put that on national TV. Oh, yeah. That'll be national TV. Thursday, Thursday night, night football is going to. That's a good game. And I'm also excited about uh, Browns-Panthers. I know that's not something normally you would be excited about, but Baker Mayfield going against the Panthers in week one. And yeah, he's he going wants, against the Browns. He's already said he wants to kick their ass. I fucking love it. Like, that's something I, 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 I want to see. Um, I'm just going through the games here. Bills-Rams, love that game. Uh, There's, I guess the Bills. I'm, I always get excited about just random games, like Jaguars versus the Commanders. Like, I, we just talked about Trevor Lawrence. Like, I'd, I'd, I'd love to see Trevor Lawrence, what he looks like this this season. And True. Yeah. Can't look worse. Can't look worse. And the, the Commanders, I feel like they always play fun games. I, I'm, I'm still not used to that. The Washington football team. They play fun games. Just well, they had it right. They had it right. Just keep it football team. Yeah. 
You want to go through game by game, man? I think we can skip a couple of them, but like Raiders are playing the Chargers Sunday night or Sunday afternoon. That's outstanding. That's just that was a outst- great game. A rematch of the last game of the season, just like you said, right? The NFL uh, knows what the I'm heck frozen. they're doing. Packers Vikings, always a good rivalry game right there. Chiefs going to the Cardinals. That's going to be high flying fun. Those are all at the same time. I need I need multiple TVs. Steelers Bengals. I mean I I mean it's just always fun to watch that game because they fucking hate each other. It's just oh yeah. You know you know something's gonna happen. It's just like personal fouls and stuff. Um, Pats Dolphins. I'm not extremely confident like you guys, but I'll take it. And th- and these start on September 11th too, so I'm sure they'll do some uh, some, some kinda, stuff. Kind of do know, some whatever. tributes. Tom Brady Packers Vikings. Packers Vikings right? Yeah. That's, That's an awesome game. I'll enjoy that one. I'm going to enjoy a lot of these. New yeah, England, he, or the Giants at Tennessee. You're not enjoying that. Take yeah, that why off. Why the fuck not? Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind that. I'm not watching <laughs> City that. Cardinals. You are not watching that. At the same time, I don't even got... have an option. To, I won't have an option to watch it, but I would like to see. I just want to hear how Dan, how bad Daniel Jones is and what's his name on Tennessee. Let me tell Thank you how bad Daniel Jones is. Horrendous. Horrendous. Saquon Barkley on the council is like, looking like almost waiver wire fodder. You know, like what the hell? Really. He's his fall from grace is his ACL. He's just not the same player, I guess. It's very sad, God, you know, to he's... see a player with that kind of pedigree come out and then he gets hurt and just a shadow. It's a, one of those sad, yeah, sad players to watch. It's you know, like, like oh. yeah, it's like when Todd Gurley just went off a cliff and you're like, oh man, these are just like all time athletes. And then Todd Gurley was for me like I loved him in college. To see him have the career he did in the NFL was shocking to me because I know what happened to him in college. And you know what I mean? Like, it's just crazy that he lasted. Chiefs Cardinals. Great. Right? It's a great Great game. game. It's a great Great week. Week one game. You know, uh, Kyler Murray's going to be fresh, so he'll probably look good until he gets fucked up, and then he'll suck again. (laughs) Um, Buccaneers Cowboys. It's a fun game. Yeah, they had a really good matchup last season. Right. And then Monday night. Monday night, Russellton goes back to Seattle. They just are set. Are, is, it's like the WWE is taking over NFL scheduling. They're like Baker Mayfield's yeah. on Carolina. All yeah, right, let's send them to Cleveland. That's why I have to say the NFL knows what they're doing, man. It's yeah. Russell Wilson against Seattle. I oh. bet Seattle's going to do a real nice tribute. I bet. I bet they'll do a I real hope nice so. one. So I think he deserves it, you know? Yeah. But, uh, I mean, the Broncos should be vastly better than the Seahawks. You would think they'd win that game. So we'll see. Yeah. It's going to be great times. We got Thursday night football, Sunday, that afternoon slate is outstanding. Sunday night football, Monday night, I mean, it's... Dude, football is back. It's happening right now. And say what you want about your team. We'll we'll know a lot more about this team come October, mid-October or so. We'll have a pretty good understanding about just how disappointing they can be. But enjoy it at the beginning. It's going to be chaos. Bet the unders. Always remember, offense takes a while to get well-oiled. Defense has the advantage at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Yep. And real quick, before we get going, I've noticed a lot of people around college football picking Will Anderson as the Heisman. That's how good that fucking kid is. He's ridiculous. He's the best college player I've seen in a long time as far as defense. Watch that kid number 31 on Alabama. Yeah. Unbelievable. All right. Good to know. There you go. All right. So Patriots have their 53. We'll see how it shakes out after the waiver wire. And we will look forward to week one. Thank you all for joining us, and we will talk to you soon. See you. Adios.